Hey everybody, hey, and uh, it's been about a week, isn't it? What, a month? A month? No, it can't be. Oh, I'm so bad. It must be another witty 924. Okay, yes, I know. I've dropped the ball once again. God, this uh this content stuff is uh it's hard, isn't it? Just hits. Constant. Get it out. More, more, more. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I think um it has been a month. I've uh Do I have excuses? Do I? Hmm. I think I do, yeah. I think um while the weather has been pretty good, uh, I've taken the chance to sort of get cracking through a bunch of stuff through the car. So I think from from that perspective, yeah, I, I know it's podcasts, it's YouTube videos, you know, it's photos on Insta, all of that good stuff. So trying to bring it together in a more regular way is... Um, yeah, it's at the heart, it's at the heart, it's what you want to do, but sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. But anyway, that aside, the car has come along nicely over the course of four weeks, and uh, I think we are almost at a point now where the car can potentially get back down on all four wheels. Hey, good stuff. First test drive, maybe even an MOT legal that'd be nice wouldn't it hey but uh yeah where should we start where should we start so i think um once the engine uh all of those bits from bottom to top were were completed the the main piece now was getting the engine running so the engine is running it needs a bit of a, a helping hand and it looks to be the cold start valve, which is the issue. Now, if you have been following the the YouTube videos on this as well, I've uh, now taken that valve off. I've put it into some brake cleaner, and I'm just seeing. Yeah, I really just checking out to see if if I can give it one last chance, one potential lease of life. If 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 it had got potentially clogged up inside getting it fixed, um, getting it cleared out, fitting it back to the car and just, you know, giving it one last chance. See, see if it does work. If it isn't going to, then I'm going to have to go and source one, which most likely will be a second hand one. Um, I, th I think there's a few around hanging about 70, 80 quid maybe, but, um, I think brand new there. Yeah. Maybe two, 300 quid. So I, I think I'm hoping that, uh, the brake cleaner does its job. We'll see. It doesn't seem to be uh, anything else. There, I, one of one of the um, one of the kind listeners and followers of of the channel suggested potentially running the valve off a battery, uh, making sure obviously you get the right polarities, and uh, just seeing if it will, you know, fire fluid through it with some maybe injector cleaner. So that. That might be something I I give it a go. We'll see. But um yeah, that 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 has really been the 
the final roadblock, I guess, from the the engine not doing what it should do off the bat. So that's that. Um, when I refitted the bottom of the engine with the oil sump and everything, they yeah, there was a small small leak that was happening just through the the main oil plug um, where you drain the oil. So there's two two on mine. Uh, I think a lot of the 924s had this, but uh, one has a, a temperature gauge in for the oil temp, uh, which can also unscrew and drain the oil. Uh, but there's a bolt just uh, up and to the right of that that you can also uh, use, which is the main one. And my one, when I took the sump off and everything, it, it seemed for some reason to be uh, jammed. Uh, it just didn't want to play. So I... Once I got it back on the car and uh, bought a nice new impact gun, it flew off instantly. So I think the the leak itself was due to the fact that it didn't have a copper crush um, washer on it. That that seems to have done the job. So yeah, I've got a got a new one, fitted it all back on, cleaned it all up and stuff, and. Uh, Talked it up to spec and yeah, it seems to be good. Had the engine running a couple of times, uh, left the under tray off, checked it, you know, week after week and uh, no oil is present. So it looks like that job is done. So that is a big win. A lot of you who have the older cars, you know, oil leaks tend to be sort of part and parcel of daily life. So no more, no more little stains on the driveway, which is... Uh, yeah, which is nice so that means i can now put the under tray back on the suspension everything is all good to go so yeah don't think i need to do anything there anymore so moving to the back of the car just need to tidy up some of the rear parts uh in particular the uh, around the fuel pumps itself they they could do with a bit of a tidy up they're all working as should be so that's good but you know they are looking a bit uh, bit worse for away so i'll give them all a bit of a refurb also the drive shafts themselves they look like they've done a few rounds with tyson so <laughs> just need to get uh, them spruced up maybe a bit of a sand back and uh, some you know decent uh, paint on them otherwise they're all good and everything is working as it should be so once that's done for me i think that really is getting the car back down on all four wheels so we'll yeah that that seems so long ago since it was on its own four wheels so yeah that that's a great thing um refurbing some of the parts in the engine has been uh you know on the list to do i think it's yeah certainly if you own a car in the uk you know the the four seasons it's great yeah we all love them but um it does mean it comes with some you know months of salt and cold and wet uh, well I should say it's wet most of the year round doesn't matter what, what season it is but uh, from that protect you know from that perspective the the yeah the the component parts if they've not really been protected or taken off or, or refurbed over its lifetime they they can be pretty worse for wear so certainly in the engine bay um, there was a lot of parts that I just felt you know they they could do with a bit of a cleanup so it um if you if you look at the 
reservoir tank for the coolant for instance there's like a metal strap that goes across it i mean to be fair a lot of these parts are really good you know well made they're they're pretty solid you know they are you know decent um decent metal so you once you take them off and you you know wire brush them back bit of you know bit of a sand you know back to the back to the metal then you know you've got a good base place to to prime and put some nice paint on and you know it's good for another 10 plus years so i think uh it's it's well worth it and, and it really does tidy up things nicely in the engine so you know the engine uh cover top and bottom have been repainted and done it's just the block itself but it it wasn't dirty in that it was rusty or anything like that just needed a bit of a, a clean with some eye brush which i've done uh engine mounts tend to be the brackets that hold you know fuel field uh, um yeah sorry fuel filter brackets that hold the coolant um reservoir the brackets that hold the uh fuel distributor unit and airflow meter unit all, all of them are you know made of 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 pretty decent metal uh steel should i say and uh mainly i, I, I would assume it's probably mild steel or something like that but uh you know take them off sand them back wire brush and so on bit of paint and yeah virtually back to new they, they look great so it's always a nice easy thing to do if you if you've got a classic car if you've got a in particular a porsche 924 it, it literally is a, a couple of hours job just take them all off they as most things do just unbolt screw done um well worth it so the other thing i took the opportunity to do is also in the front bumper so they have integrated uh spotlights as well as the the indicators themselves so they are well worth taking off uh, again it, it literally is four or five screws and just unclipping the the electrical connector behind and then you will see the units themselves they're not sort of like a, a cheap plastic or anything they're actually uh well certainly the spotlight is, is made of sort of a steel case so <laughs> uh over over time of course that that rusts so it's a case of just getting the wire brush out giving it a good sand back and uh you know put a, a coat of paint on it um and likewise just around the light when you do tape off the lights the the plastic well the sort of yeah the type of plastic they use is is easy to uh to repaint as well so once they're back in the bumper they you know they look great and and will be uh good for for a number of years on so that's an easy fix i think um from that perspective i'm yeah virtually all complete i mean the engine bay has had everything it really needs to considering additional new pipes but i think everything looks to be okay i've, I've replaced one or two here or there but the rest seem pretty decent everything is working as it should be so from that perspective i think we have a good runner we we have um all all the boxes ticked uh except for the cold you know the cold start valve which obviously is a bit of a pain on a cold start it's uh it's in the name, eh? <laughs> anyway, um, the final piece that I need to do to make sure the car gets uh, through an MOT is the fog light. So I do need to, I think I touched on this on the last podcast, but I do need to just um, remove the seats. I do need to remove the seats anyway, because I think some of the um, the brackets or the, the, the fitting uh, plates that uh, the seats go into, I, I think they might need maybe a bit of a cleanup or potentially um larger bolts so i might have to to re uh re-thread them 
I think, because uh, a couple don't seem to be, you know, getting tight, and and one is not for for some reason just not undoing it. It like spinning. So I don't know what the 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 way it was, but maybe there's between the sandwich of the the flooring. Uh, but I'm gonna you know might have to be sort of an angle grinder type scenario nightmare but never mind we'll we'll get through that but uh, they do have to come out and yeah just track down sort and fix the failure of the rear fog light so once that is done we should be good on the checklist for that and get yeah get the car wheels back on get it lowered down and uh get it booked yeah get it booked for the test drive ready to uh yeah, fingers crossed. Get uh, get that first test drive done. I'm actually really looking forward to it because I've not um, I've not driven the car uh, certainly in anger since I've done all the suspension and uh, refitted the you know the the bottom of the engine, but just mainly the the whole sort of steering rack suspension setup. So I went with all new gas suspension, so it's got um, coilovers on the front um much better um adjustable shocks on the back uh which which support the the cross beam uh suspension bar that uh, you you can lower and higher uh if if you want to but um yeah just haven't gone down that road the the, the callovers on the front are virtually at their highest to to keep it level because the car sits really low anyway i mean yeah you you unless you're going to go and race i mean probably don't need to do that so from that perspective the yeah i just fancy seeing how it really performs uh you know the last time i really drove it in anger was at uh was at goodwood and um it was very wallowy and things just didn't feel right at all you know things just weren't good and uh it wasn't until you know getting the car back, getting it up, and starting to really dig in and take things apart that you realise actually so much of it was shot. You know, from from the brakes, <laughs> the suspension front and back. So yeah, I've I've completely rebuilt all of this. So I'm actually pretty yeah pretty uh, excited to see what it actually feels like this time round. You know, just maybe uh, it might go around the corner without. Uh, feeling like it's just going to disappear off into a bush somewhere but anyway that uh that aside i think from that perspective yeah the the 94 is almost done and uh once the interior bits are you know put back together out of the seats and and so on i, th- I think yeah it, it should be good and would love to just use it for a bit and um then consider the the next the next project i sort of in two minds whether the 924 will stay or go i think um you know it, it, it's interesting when you put in so much work on something you get to a point where you sort of know that everything that could go wrong has sort of been sorted so you know you you and your mind think trouble free you know trouble free motoring and uh that um yeah, that, that, that's the sort of the bit that grabs you and says, you know, put a lot of effort in. Why don't you hold on to it and use it and keep it? And uh, part of me thinks, well, I've actually enjoyed doing it so much. I want to potentially turn my, you know, my hand to 
to something else that might need a little bit of uh, TLC you know, and been brought back to life type thing. And uh, I don't know, there, there seems to be quite a, a good momentum, I think, behind bringing these things back to life in general. I think, um, I, I don't know if if anyone else has seen it, but, you know, it just tends to be a lot of people doing some really great work on cars that uh, back in the day probably no one gave a hoot about and uh, (laughs) off to the scrap heap as soon as they were, you know, in a, in a bad way of some sort. So I think uh, a lot of the sort of eighties, nineties cars have really had, um, you know, a big boost and lots of people were sort of there trying to catch them and, you know, keep them, keep them going in a, in a good state. So from, from that perspective, I'm, uh, you know, thinking, you know, could I find something else that's, that's similar to this dare I say maybe another 924 oh, hey, love hate hey, love hate but um, yeah that that's sort of in the back of my mind I, I do want to have uh, a bit of time with it over the summer so you know it might be sort of towards the end of the summer if I do make that decision or into next year but uh, that aside that is where we are with the 924 and I know it's been a month and you know my bad but I do feel like you know I've got got through a bunch of bunch of work so um that uh yeah that's good i think um one of the things i came across i mean the the news around obviously porsche in general is very high but um when you when you think about porsche 924s or some of the older cars you know they don't tend to get big headlines or there's not a huge amount of news of, around them you know consistently coming out daily because obviously all the new cars get that but um i think for for those of you who are big porsche uh enthusiasts and uh you know have a close following of the brand and you know from history standpoint and so on i think one of the one of those things that uh intrigues a lot of us is the the famous and uh very well hidden i think in in many reports that i've read uh porsche museum or when i say porsche museum it's it's the part of the museum that doesn't get seen by the public and it's sort of a they call it like the porsche warehouse or maybe the vault uh i've heard various versions of this but uh, there is a there is a warehouse or a vault that uh is in uh, zuffenhausen uh hope Hopefully I said that okay. Or Zuffenhausen neighbourhood, should I say, of uh, of the German city Stuttgart, where, you know, that, that's where the home of Porsche is. But um, there is a, a an area there that they own this, this warehouse, vault, or hidden place that uh, very few get access to. Um, I know some of the, you know, more uh, uh, industry-leading publications or journalists might have had uh, you know those those great opportunities to go there but um i think there's a there's a couple of great stories of of folks that have managed to to get there and uh if uh you know you do a quick search online there's there's some fantastic pictures but one in particular that i thought was very interesting i mean we know about obviously 924s and gtrs and all of that good stuff but um there was one in particular that uh i was really sort of uh, surprised to to see and that is uh something here that i think will be quite of interest 
there's a um yeah it's, it's it's quite interesting when you think back in 1975 when it sort of came out 76 Porsche like many companies when they launch new cars they have you know to to come up with the marketing and you know why the car and what's good about it all the things that you know people go oh yeah that sort of fits what I'm thinking and maybe I'll go and see this and maybe I want all that you know all, all of that emotional stuff so that aside but um what is fascinating actually in this particular one is that uh, the marketing team at Stuttgart had coined the phrase what wins on a Sunday sells on a Monday <laughs> which is quite interesting um and and they they coined that phrase to promote the new 924 and uh, uh along with that that phrase and obviously the promotions they decided to build one 924 capable of setting you know the headline grabbing sp speed record um and this this particular speed re record was going to be at uh, nardo in italy so again i hope i said that right if not then i'm sure i will be told but uh yeah th th so you think what wins on a Sunday sales on a Monday was the promotional piece for the 924. They wanted to really, you know, drive that home with something that meant fast, uh, in your face, setting speed records that, you know, nothing else had done of its type to, to really get this new front engine Porsche into the headlines, as they say. And, uh, you know, the, the first one was upgraded to a, a 250 brake horsepower engine and uh what they call a wind cheating body kit and uh if uh, you know I'll, I'll leave a link in the description uh, of this podcast but it really is quite a uh I, I can imagine they basically took the the underpinnings the engine and said right we got to put the shape of the 924 on this or a bit like a racing car isn't it you, you sort of have the shape that has absolutely nothing to do with the fundamental build of the panels of a, a normal road going car so this looks exactly the same as that it, it it looks like the wings and the bumper are all one section and it has what i can only say is a big square metal mitty <laughs> metal mickey if you remember that program that's back in the 80s god blimey um yeah sort of mouth it, it's just like this big square mouth um i can only assume that that is the air intake for cooling of the engine and turbo or whatever else it had in there to to you know get that 250 brake horsepower but uh other than the big scoop you know the bumper and the wings look all one piece and the bonnet it basically has um what looks like just two holding pins in each of the front corners and uh and, and top uh yeah back of the corners so literally yeah the the race pins as you would get on the race car and that's it I, it it looks as they said um yeah a, a wind cheating body kit <laughs> there certainly isn't any aero on it let's just put it that way so you know i think way before the time of how we started to get very uh in depth with aero but uh interesting i it, yeah i'm not seeing that before i think it's you know these these things are always good to uh track back in history you know what was the marketing campaign how did they think about it how did they want to grab a headline how did they want to sell it how did they want people to go hey did you see that car did you see the speed limit it broke all of that good stuff so it uh 
must have worked because they sold a load of 924s. So uh, love them or hate them, it uh, certainly helped the company out. But uh, I, as, as I said, I'll leave that link. Uh, I've um, definitely got uh, uh, a few bits left to sort out on the car, which uh, I will keep everyone posted on. I will try... I will try and get back within two weeks. There you go. There's a promise. And just see, uh, yeah, just update how I am uh, getting on and hopefully in two weeks' time completed. So we can be talking about that MOT and first test drive. But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And, uh, you know, all the comments, likes and stuff uh, across the social content spectrum. That's what we're there for. <laughs> but anyway, thanks a lot. And, uh, I hope to speak to you guys soon. Take care now.